Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Glory to God. So now listen, I want to beg you in the name of Jesus. God uses revival to bring us to stability. And let me explain this. What God does should bring us into a new normal. It is a historical fact that every revival launched the church into a new normal. I'm telling you, that is how it's meant to be. And even though in the revival there'll be more activity, maybe more people physically and all of that, but usually the revelation of a revival launches the church into a new normal. And that's why uh, it's important for you to create a structure that can sustain what you have received in this reboot camp. Some of you, you have stirred up glory to a dimension and to an energy level that you have not touched before. Well, I have good news and not so good news. The good news is it will go home with you. The not so good news is, well, and first, in fact, there's nothing that is not good about that, but you have to do something to maintain it. You have to do something to maintain it. And so Paul's admonition to Timothy is to stir up the gifts that came on him by the laying of, on of hands. Tear it up. So there, you have a work to do to maintain it. Stir it up by creating a, a devotional altar. Please, are you with me? And let me tell you something. It will help to have a place in your house. A place in your house. It will help to have a place. It will help to have a time. Please say with me, a place. Say with me, a time. You, you need both. You need both. Another thing that you will definitely need is that you're going to need a local church where you can, you know, you submit yourself to serve and grow. It is important that you belong to a local church and that you attend regularly. Please, don't make it a habit to just lean towards the convenience of online streaming. All right? Don't do that. Don't do that. Develop the culture, the habit of going to church. Of going to church. Your children must not grow up learning by observation that church is not so important. Please, did you hear what I said? Because the moment there is a slight inconvenience and you don't go, you, you are sending a message that God belongs in the back burner. It's not, that a, it's not that big a deal. But that should never be the case with you. Please, are you listening to me? Should never be the case with you. Develop this culture, a heritage you can hand over to your kids. 
Jesus is important. Jesus is priority in this home. Jesus is priority in this home. Make sure you ingratiate that into their consciousness. Jesus is important in this home. Prioritize Jesus. Model Jesus. Please, are you listening to me? God is counting on you. God is counting on you. Let me tell you something. Thank God for good pastors. But some of the work we do, a good parent should have done. I'm telling you. It will reduce counseling time. It will reduce counseling time. Some of the work we do, good parenting should have done. Look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. All right, read Colossians 1, 13 together. One, two, go. Hallelujah. He says, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his what? Of the son of his love. So listen, you have to understand that in Christendom, it's not just what you are delivered from, it's what you are delivered into. Your testimony cannot just stop at the first part. Delivered us from the kingdom of darkness. He has translated us into the kingdom of of the son of his love. And let me tell you something, in case you don't know, a kingdom is not made of one person. It means that in Christ, there are immediate new relationships. New relationships. There must be people who know you, who love you, who receive you, who can pray with you, who can stand with you? You are a soldier, but not in the secret service. God must know who you are. And not just God, his children must know who you are. Please, do you understand what I'm saying? Make it a culture. Try. 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 Make it a point of duty to have a church, and by the way, let me say this, do not choose churches sentimentally. Did you hear what I said? Do not, you see, that's one simple mistake that can derail your destiny. Because of what people will say, you didn't follow the leading of the Lord, it will derail your destiny. That's no prophecy of doom. Remember what we discussed in the morning? The provision of God will be found in the purpose of God. It's waiting for you in the right place. Never forget that. Mind you, Celebration Church is not the only church getting it right. Far from it. And in fact, anybody who suggests that they are, they are the only ones getting it right, run away from them. Are you listening to me? Uh -huh. run, run away from them. So, find a church doing it right. 
Every big church was once small. So don't choose church based on size. Don't choose church based on trends, what is reigning, what is popular. Choose by the conviction of the spirits. But at the same time, I've seen this time and again, where people are led to join a big church, and then they have to face that stigma because people just say, oh, you are following the bandwagon. Not everybody who joins a big church is following the bandwagon. Do you understand what I just said? But that being said, I will always appreciate and I will never forget the people who believed in us when we were just 100. If you joined our church when we were 100, you must have seen something. <laughs> you, you must have seen something. So, if you belong to a small assembly that is getting it right, by all means, especially if the Lord has nudged you that that's your place, stay. Every church you would rather join was once small. And they became big because there were people who joined them when they were small and refused to leave. Do you understand what I just said? So that's important. Spiritual things are spiritual things. Don't, don't lobby. It's not about where you think you can have a better career path. Do you understand what I'm saying? But at the same time, if the Lord has destined that this is the house from whence you will gain your announcement, every other thing you try will be footer. So you must walk in that balance. You are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Now, when you're reading the book of Acts, you see immediately that membership mattered to God. God kept records. God kept membership records. You know that, don't you? Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. It says, those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. How did they know it was about 3,000? I'm asking you, how did they know that it was about 3,000? They counted. They counted. Is there any assembly amongst whom you are counted? Amongst whom you are counted? God kept membership records. We can read about it several centuries later. Because God kept membership records. It matters to the Lord. Help me know the best my side and say it matters to the Lord. Acts 2, 47, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The commands of the scripture assume church membership. Assume church membership. So when the Bible, for instance, urges you to seek peace and unity within the congregation, it's because he expects you to belong to one. Listen, if you don't belong to a church, there are some scriptures that you cannot apply. There's some scriptures you cannot apply. Because God assumes church membership. The Bible did not seem to conceive the concept of a Christian not belonging to an assembly. It's strange. When the Bible gives instructions about strife in the assembly or seeking peace or unity or to love one another, 
or to take care of one another physically and spiritually. These are instructions that can only hold sway in an assembly where you are known. When the Bible says to watch over one another and to hold each other accountable, that can only happen in an assembly where you are known. Amen, somebody. Amen. When the Bible says to defy one another, 1 Corinthians 14, 12, Ephesians 2, 21 to 22, Ephesians 4, 12 to 29, 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, 1 Peter 4, 10. When the Bible says to bear with one another, To pray for one another, Ephesians 6.18, James 5.16. These are scriptures you cannot apply as an individual. When the Bible gives a stern warning for you to keep away from those who destroy the church, you can't keep that instruction if you did not first and foremost belong to a local church. Is that simple? So the Bible assumes church membership. It should go without saying. Praise the Lord. Come on, I said praise the Lord. Another thing I want to emphasize is evangelism. All right, evangelism. Church membership gives us the opportunity to partner towards global evangelism. The goal is still to win souls. And whatever assembly to which you belong must be big on soul winning. Not just church growth, but soul winning. Not just church growth, but soul winning and discipleship. That matters to God. It matters to God. It matters to God. And before you just look around and say, well, I don't think people are doing that much. Well, what about you? Are you a soul winner? How many souls have you won this year? You know, I was preaching to a Muslim three weeks ago. And he told me how that no one had ever preached to him. Did you hear what I just said? No one. No one. And it was very easy. He was very receptive. I spoke to him, he responded, I took his number. He, very easy. No one had ever preached to him. Sometimes, you know there are people who are evangelized only Christians. They go out to evangelize or they ask, what's your name? Once they hear Motu, they say, they say okay. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Hallelujah. You, you see, there are depths in God you can never see if you're not an evangelist. I'm telling you. Some of you know what I'm saying. Winning souls stirs your spirit. It matures your flow in the supernatural. It matures your flow. Let me tell you this. If you want to grow in healing gifts and in prophetic gifts, evangelize. Because it's not in your house you will know that the woman at the well has five husbands. It's not in your house you will know that. You will go out. And as you engage people, 
supernaturally you begin to get details. And you, you'll just be wondering, how did I know that? I remember the first time this happened to me. I think I've told you this story before. I, I, the Lord asked me to evangelize someone. And I was still thinking, how do I go about this? What do I do? What do this, by the way, was before the advent of social media. So there was no way I could have known what I'm about to say I, I knew. As I was thinking about how to approach it, the Lord said, ask her how was her father's birthday. And so I said, how was your dad's birthday? And she said, how did you know his, his birthday was yesterday? You know? In my mind, I too was surprised though. <laughs> but you know now, I too from, you know, man of God, I said, sit down. I've, <laughs> I felt like, uh, you know, like, can I prophesy? <laughs> she immediately became receptive. So I said, well, now you know why I'm here. God sent me to you. And it made it so easy. You grew. Let me tell you this. You want to grow healing gifts? Go on the streets where there is no keyboard, no choir. You would develop it raw. Are you with me? Uh -huh. Go on the streets. Go on the street. Develop the habit of asking to pray for people. Can I, just, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Let me, let me give you something. Listen, even if you are in doubt. Because doubt can be either in the head or in the spirit. I believe you can, do, do you realize you can believe and be in unbelief at the same time? It's possible. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Both can coincide. Because they come from different parts of your being. You believe with your spirit, the hidden man of the heart. Doubt is in your head. So even if your mind is telling you what are you doing, just, you know what, just pray. Pray and go. And see what God will do. And just keep at it. Keep, keep using, you see, the things of the Spirit are like a muscle. You get stronger with them. Hallelujah. Okay. Please, have you learned anything? All right. Thank you, Jesus. And then in the church, you discover and develop your gifts like never before. Some of you, what the church has made you do, you never thought you would do. You never saw yourself standing before a crowd, talking. You could never in your wildest dream imagine that. And then maybe your unit leader says, lead us in prayer. The first time it felt like you were going to faint. Hallelujah. But well, you kept at it. It was, it was almost horrible. Maybe you, you, you stumbled here and there. But then you survived. You came down with a sigh. Then the next week they say, go again. And you're like, what? Again? And they say, yes, again. And you stand before the crowd. You do it again. Or maybe you are holding a camera. And just walking around, that little thing. By the way, the church has produced more talents than the world recognizes. You realize that, right? Some of the things you learn by volunteering in church, you will have to pay money to learn outside. So they give you the church camera. They say, okay, press this one. Do it this way. 
hold it this way, you know. Media team, what's wrong with you? Okay, is that media team? Oh, what's going on? Photography. <laughs> oh yeah, well done. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Well done. <laughs> All right, where was I? <laughs> you know, you know so so you learn it, you keep getting better, you keep getting better, you keep getting better. I want to say this respectfully. The kind of workers we have outstanding. Outstanding. World class. I'm going to lead two prayers. I was supposed to do this at the end, but we'll, we'll do that now, all right? And I want you to do it from your heart, because the Lord told me that there are many of you that he wants to use to touch your entire family. Some of you... You, you carried a lot of burdens for your family to this camp meeting. And here is what the Lord told me. He said he has put a fire on you that can bring a change. So this is a prophetic window, a prophetic moment especially under this corporate anointing. You're going to declare as a priest and as a prophet over your house. And this is what you're going to say. You're going to say, in the name of Jesus, I cancel the influence and the investments of the devil over my family. Say again, in the name of Jesus, I cancel the influence and the investment of the devil over my family. Say, over my siblings, over my cousins, over my parents, over my children, over my aunties, over my uncles. In the name of Jesus. Begin to pray right now. Begin to pray right now. Pray like a priest. Pray like one who has authority. Pray, 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 pray. Pray like one who has the jealousy of the Lord. I see the Lord bringing an end to stagnation, bringing an end to negative patterns, bringing it to an end, a decisive end by the power of the Lord. By the power of the Lord. 
break, 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 break. Feel free to mention a few names and break, 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 break. Upon this altar, we break. We break. We break. We break. We break. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, I said in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you are not still doubting by now. After the multitudes of confirmations that God is indeed raising saviors and launching us into a Joshua generation in the year 2024. Say in the name of Jesus my gifts will announce me in the year 2024 my gifts will announce me begin to prophesy right now prophesy right now prophesy right now My gift will announce me. <laughs> My gift. Something is coming from you that will change your world. Something is coming from you that will change your world. Coming from you to 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 change your world. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Well, as you go, may the Lord go with you. Let it be evidence you've been with God. Let the ambience of God rest upon you in an extraordinary way. This is your last time being sick. 2024 will be by far your most healthy year yet. For every one of you who believes that God called this camp meeting, for every one of you who has a vision from God, a vision that only God can sponsor, May the Lord sponsor you. By December 2024, let it be your testimony that you have been helped of the Lord. Do the impossible. See the invisible. Move mountains. Turn back to Jordan. By the ambience of God's presence, 
things inconsistent with glory, they are dying of their own accord. Dying off on their own. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord will touch your family because of you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Right now, I just saw someone in a vision crying and saying, the Lord has honored me. The Lord has honored me. I see someone else crying and saying, the Lord has remembered me. That is your song. In the mighty name of Jesus. I prophesy that something from you will shake the whole world. God is producing something from your house that the world will reckon with. In the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, this prophecy of the Joshua generation, you will not just see it, you will participate. I said, you will not just see it, you will participate. In case you do not know, mantles are available. Joshua generation means Moses will take the back seat. And it is the prayer of the fathers that we will do better than them. Exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. It begins in your life. Let me say this. I've told you this before. I mean, even strangers know it, so I can as well begin to say it. Two people who I had never met before met me at two different instances. One was at the airport in the United States of America. The other one was at the gym. And they came knelt and said, we have observed that the people around you do well. We know that it is a grace you carry. I'm talking about strangers. They, they said, it's our observation. The people around you do well. Please, pray for us. I am saying it. Hmm. How many of you believe that the favor of God can bring influence and wealth? How many of you believe it? The favor of God the wisdom of God, the power of God. Don't forget, next year, ownership. There are many people who don't look like it that will own houses. If you've been following this ministry, you know I have never given a word of knowledge like this before. You know, but God told me. He said, tell them, they should not think about how it will happen just by creative miracles. Your five loaves will buy a house. Your five loaves will start a multinational company. Oh, you think you are seeing big things? Wait for God. Wait for God. Wait for God. Wait for God. God is about to blow your mind. Listen, for every creative, every musician, you need to understand next year is your year. Do, listen, think about it. Dunsi came here, said the same thing. Pastor Nat came here, called you out. 
Don't you see God is up to something? See, for those of you who know some of the plans that we've been putting in place for some of you to give you wings to fly and then strangers, not strangers, but people who don't know about these things are confirming it. What else, what other confirmation do you need? I announce it is your season. Your voice is amplified. In the mighty name of Jesus. A new generation is here. Are you among the number? Hallelujah. Every blessing that God ordained for this camp meeting rests on you. Not one is missing in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, you're leaving this place better than you came. Everyone who was delivered stays delivered. Anyone who is healed stays healed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And most importantly, in your walk with God, go deeper. Let your prayer altar get hotter. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh my God, the Lord is asking me to say this specifically. Especially those of you in ministry. People are rising up to favor you. Please say amen like you believe it. I said, people are rising up to favor you. The jealousy of God will make people jealous for you. Strangers will defend you. They will take your matter on their head. It will be strange to people, but it's the favor of the Lord. Strangers will take your name into board meetings. They will talk on your behalf. None of you here will die. None of you watching me online will die. Your life is preserved. I said your life is preserved. As you journey back home, you journey back safely. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are exempted from the plagues of this age. Make no mistake. Next year will not exactly be an easy year, but it will be easy for you. I said, next year will not exactly be an easy year, but it will be easy for you. The wisdom of God has covered you, has preserved you. And instead of shrinking, you will expand. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. I have a leading to say this. Those of you trusting for the fruit of the womb, you are coming with your evidence in your hands this time next year. You will, you will testify on the stage of God's faithfulness. In the mighty name of Jesus, so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Amen and amen. See you next year ten times bigger. Ten times better. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.